Good evening and welcome back to the Cody Fitness Nightly, Nightly News. I'm your host, Ted Chase Anchor. Hammock. <laughs> Ted Anchor. <laughs> <laughs> With my cohorts, Benjamin Weather Forecast and Hunter Sports God. <laughs> oh, his is even better. Hunter Sports Guy. That's great. New name. Is that what we do? We assign nicknames on podcasts now? Yeah. It, it, yes. And it depends on what kind of show we're doing. Yeah. And where you would fit in the role. Man, that's a whole outside the box for the whole episode. Mm, if we were on a newscast, which roles would we play? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And you made me the weatherman. I could just see you getting frustrated and it would be entertaining. Yep. Something's got to make it weather entertaining. That's true. And I feel like if there is a bald guy on the news, he's usually the weather guy. <laughs> that's true. Isn't that true? Full hair guy is definitely on the desk. Yeah, for, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, yeah. And and it's always the older guy, too, who actually cares yeah. about the weather. Yeah. You know, like whatever happens. You're not like, listening to me. Yeah. El Nino. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, welcome anyway. to the County Fitness Podcast. I'm Chase. Somewhere over there is Ben, and then there's the man, Hunter. I had to say that because he kind of yeah runs, he's, he runs he, the well, ship. There you go. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, we'd like to keep Speaking our Speaking of running the ship, Hunter, what are we talking about? What are we talking about? Are we asking Ben? What, ben, are, we what, are, we ben, what are we talking about? What are we talking? Weatherman, you're the weather guy. <laughs> well, Tell us. well if us you'll see here, heading in <laughs> from the, the <laughs> yeah from the Gulf of Mexico, <laughs> unusual for this time of year. Temperatures will be slightly above average. Uh, so what we're talking That's about nice. today is something that just dropped inside the Coyote Fitness community uh, that was very Hunter Owen-like. And I think when everybody saw it, they were like, okay, this is something that this team would produce as a way to, how do we say, motivate the client base heading into the end of the year. Because everyone knows when the weather starts to turn inside of Mississippi, what we're really anticipating are casserole dishes with way too much food, uh, game days with way too much food, family gatherings. I mean, we talk about this. When the weather starts to get like this, I really hone in on my animal instincts and go into hibernation. Oh, definitely. It's the only logical thing to do when it hits 46 in the morning. Yeah, yeah but you start consuming all the wrong things. So, Well, yeah, uh, you got to make it through the winter. Yeah, but the truth is 2020, stay tuned, 2020 <laughs> has been a rough year. Oh. All right. So we started discussing a few episodes ago. How do you finish strong? How do you break the year up? What do you do? Uh, I don't want to take credit for actually starting this idea, but I'm actually going to do that. I think mm. my chatter about, hey, how do you make sure that you finish 2020 stronger than you started, even with all the Corona thing? I don't know if you've heard, but there was a there was a pandemic that interrupted the exercise world. Um, yeah, we zoomed a little bit. Yeah. So how do you make sure you maximize to the end of the year? I believe the Coyote team coaching team has put together something that's going to motivate the client base because who doesn't love a free t-shirt that's right you know and free. Uh, all you got to do is say free and you just get free i feel like, like i got crazy. promised a cody shirt like three years ago did you and did you I, did you i definitely did well swing by and pick one up what do you, do you wear a youth large <laughs> <laughs> no i stopped working out I'm that's right. <laughs> so here's what i'm proposing this t-shirt has to say on the back because this comes from sugar wad uh i am awesome I think that's probably what the back should say. I am awesome. I am that's awesome. That's a good idea. Anytime, I like that. Anytime you awesome PR on a sugar wad, it says, I am awesome, and you have to hit that button. We weren't planning on doing a special shirt, but maybe we will. Yeah, maybe we will. I am awesome. <laughs> that would be cool for like the first time you wore it, and then people would be like, oh, dude, what an arrogant what an arrogant thing to say. On the like you got to be a specific person to pull off that. It would take a special right. person to wear that anywhere yeah. besides the gym. Yeah. Because in the, the gym, everybody would know what it is, but if you're at Kroger walking the... 
Yeah, the coaches walking could the, probably wear it. Walking the streets, yeah the, yeah. the coaches could probably wear it. So anyway, back to the challenge. The t-shirt only happens if you answer the call to the challenge. You got to answer the call. Yeah. So the call is there's a specific no, blah, 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 There's a specific <laughs> specific number hey, can of you workouts. Grab that sound bite. <laughs> okay. Put it on every episode going forward. <laughs> yeah. I'm only I'm only halfway through this first cup of coffee. Uh, a specific number of workouts you've got to hit by year's end. Yeah. So I'm only assuming there's going to be some kind of gigantic, uh, we're going to have three separate workouts on December 31st. And no, 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 no. <laughs> That's not how it works. Hunter's yeah. going to go somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's roll through the details so everybody can wrap hey, their that, mind around hey, that's it. That's an interesting point. You might have put, planted the seed deep into my subconscious, subconscious and it sprouted out. Well, was that two later. episodes ago that we yeah, talked about yeah, how to yeah, finish about a month yeah, ago? Yeah, yeah. there's a couple like three three segments of six weeks or yeah. so, I don't know. I've forgotten. Yeah, you uh, <laughs> so many good ideas that just kind of go in and out. <laughs> That's actually not true. I'm pacing through. I had a couple of things I wanted to do in, in each section. I've actually hit my marks for the for the first six weeks. So what's the number of workouts? Let's let's do the math because when I think it was very CrossFit. When I initially looked at it, I was like, oh, that's that's easy. That's possible. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure it's going to be a little more difficult than yeah, that. Yeah, so uh, the the idea came from, obviously, this has been a really tough year. We talked about that before. Finishing the year strong. Um, things are slowly starting to get back to normal. School's starting back. Football's starting back. But some people are still holding on to, I'm going to continue to do the at-home workouts. You know, I'm really hit or miss in the gym. And typically, the you know, the last, you know, end of the year, November, December is the slowest time in the gym. You know, like you said, people are eating a lot and everything, but if you've been doing that all year and you've been sporadic all year, you need to get back into a routine and not wait till 2021. We talked about that before. Don't wait till next year to get back, you know, going on, on your routine and, and think, I'm just going to wait till 2021. I'm the, the rest of this year is canceled. There's still three months in the year. You can make a lot of progress. And so that was where the idea came from. How can we get motivate people to come consistently to the gym and motivate those people who have been working out at home to start, you know, that maybe they come one day a week, but they're, they've, they've gotten comfortable working out in their garage. Cause let's face it, it's easier to, to work out in your garage. You don't have to push yourself as hard. You don't have that accountability. And it's really easy to say, well, I'm just going to work out in my garage because the pandemic or whatever. Uh, but there's a whole lot other factors there than just that. If you're really honest with yourself. So we wanted to figure out a way to, to, to challenge people and encourage them to keep their routine through um, the rest of the year. So it's a 50 workout challenge. So there's uh, 13 weeks. It starts uh, October 5th, which, which will be the day before this podcast comes out. So Monday, October 5th. There's 13 weeks um, for the rest of the year. So if you do the math on that, that's 12 weeks of four workouts a week and then one week of two. So it pretty much breaks down to four workouts a week, four classes a week, which is what we always talk about, you know? Yeah. Okay. But you do have Thanksgiving, so you've accommodated yeah. for that Monday, yes. Tuesday. Yeah, exactly. So, so we're closed a couple, we're closed Thanksgiving day, we're closed Christmas day. Um, a few of those days, you know, we only work out and only have workouts in the morning. So you still will be able to come, but you got to come to class. You can't do the at home workout. Um, so you have to come to class to get uh, credit. And you have to come 50 times. And if you come 50 times, by the end of the year, you get a free shirt. So people that have to travel for Thanksgiving are just out? Yeah, sorry. Like me? Sorry, man. Sorry. Well, I, I really what I was going to ask, doing this one. I love how we're going to... Well, here, you're not out. Just 
work out six days a week a few times if you know you're going to be out a week make it up yeah They're saturday workouts yeah. are usually pretty fun partner partner workouts yeah yeah uh, so I hear. See, <laughs> yeah, that's the rumor. Um, <laughs> Look, you could get you could get uh do what six six classes a week break down to how many? That's eight. You could get it done in in nine weeks, yeah. and then just take the last. Four I was weeks just trying to play a Stephen Saller right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I love that we're gonna go to like it's the teacher talking about how you're gonna make a grade in the class, and instantly the class is like, well, what if uh, you know? So I'm thinking like, so do we get? Can I get credit for two classes if I show up and we bring a couple of friends? We do a workout in the parking lot at Coyote on limit Christmas one purchase day. per day. <laughs> limit <laughs> limit one purchase per day. All yeah. right, so we actually have to. We have to follow the rules of this contest. Yeah, you can't do nine classes in one day and think that counts for nine 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 classes. Yeah, because you know people are going to do that. They're oh, going to yeah. be like, I'm going to come in and work out in the morning. I'm going to make up for yesterday. Yeah, put yeah. that in sugar water. Then I'm going to get to the afternoon and do that workout. That goes against everything that we believe in. Yeah, so this isn't like, look, man, if it's that important to you, we'll all pitch in, go fund me, we'll get you a T-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Like, this is about, this is about the fitness. This so, is about developing consistency. Yeah, developing consistency. Consistency through the end of the year. Um, so, do we have any like asterisks for like potential nagging injury that takes me out for a day or two? Look, man, it just wasn't your year. That's okay. So, you're being consistent, but it just wasn't your year. You missed it by a workout and a half. Sorry, man. 49 workouts, sucks no shirt. Suck. Sorry. Yeah, sucks to suck. <laughs> there'll, there'll be another challenge next year. Yeah. Stay tuned. Yeah. Here's what we're saying, though. And let's just break it down to like athlete terminology. You don't want to be the person who gets like a new pair of CrossFit shoes from a family member on Christmas Day. And then the next, the first time you show up in four months is that first workout in January because you got some new shoes. Mm -hmm. And we all know who those people are. Yeah. Right. You know, we're going to starve. You want to be the person who's like, you know what? I've been going consistently. These new shoes, just another day in the game. Mm -hmm. Right. So you want to be able to finish 2020 strong. So let's talk about, and we do this a lot, but I think we have to because this is what fitness is all about. Let's name those obstacles that could be a problem. Let's plan ahead for them. We have variables that we can't plan for. We say mm -hmm. this a lot too. You've got to call out those variables that you can plan for, accommodate for those, because you're going to have some stuff that's going to throw you yeah. off your game. So first, we've already talked about a little bit would be the holidays. Yeah. I mean, that would, that would be the first one for sure. Holidays, a lot of people travel during holidays. You might be out of town for a week for Christmas or whatever. So um, looking ahead at your calendar, you know, look at the rest of the year. There's 13 weeks. Okay, I'm going to be out of town the week of Christmas um, or I'm going to be out the week uh, New Year's or I'm going to be out the week of Thanksgiving, whatever. So that week's a wash. So I know I'm going to need to make up those workouts um, earlier in the year. Um, so maybe it's I'm going to like I told Chase, maybe you go six, six days a week a few times or maybe you start off and build yourself a buffer in. Um, towards the end of the year in case something does come up and maybe you don't know if you're going to be able to travel now but you might maybe you start coming five days a week for four or five weeks that way you kind of have a little buffer built in if you come Building five days week. a week um, four times then that makes up for a whole week that you missed because you, you're get you're putting on adding an extra class five you know four times yeah so I think we should also talk about this because there are a lot of people out there and uh, it's just their rhythm and they've been in this rhythm and they've they've seen a lot of results from this rhythm but they're three day a week uh athletes sometimes four so to go from four sometimes five that's a little bit of a shift you have to approach your training just a little bit differently in that um if you are making a jump at least initially or at least i'm asking this question hunter you're initially making that jump 
maybe you need to treat that Wednesday workout like an act of recovery. Yeah. You're not, you know, you're not trying to go into the tank yeah. that many days a week. Yeah, that's a good point. If you're consistently coming three days a week and you're bumping up to four, maybe um, drop the intensity down on that fourth day that you come in and say, hey, I'm going to drop the weights down. I'm going to not really try to push myself to the max today. I'm going to use it, like you said, as just get some get some movement, get a good workout in. I mean, I have to do that. I do that consistently. I don't go hard every single day, every week. Uh, I'll, I've been going six days a week really consistently for a really long time now. You can't push yourself to the max six days a week. You know, you pick and choose, and I just base it off of feel. I've been doing it long enough. I can tell how my body feels. I don't feel that great today, so I'm going to go at a nice steady pace um, and not kill myself. And then sometimes you you do start off the workout at a steady pace and you feel good and you can pick it up. Sometimes you just feel bad and you just keep it nice and steady and do what you can and, and get your work in. But it's all about consistency over time. And I would I would want to see you come in consistent, consistently four or five days a week as opposed to killing yourself three days a week um, any day of the week. Yeah, you got to make some accommodations too like because part of being a CrossFit athlete is you get into this mentality of you want to win, you want to get better, you want to make gains in your time. I mean, all that stuff. So it is a, it's a more difficult shift, especially mid-workout, than people give it credit for mm-hmm. because you're like, oh my gosh, I'm, I got a good pace here. I'm usually I'm, – I'm doing pretty good, you yeah. know, especially if you're one of those guys or girls that comes out too hot in yeah. a workout. Oh, yeah. Uh, but the, I think for me, and you guys, you and Chris have been coaching me through this for a while – you, you increase your number of days, you get to that uh, Wednesday workout and it, it kind of feels like you're phoning it in. So you need to put something else in there in your time at the gym that you feel like you're accomplishing something. The main thing you guys have pushed me towards on those days is mobility. Like, yeah. Hey, you're, you're not as wax. You're not laying on the floor for 15 yeah. minutes, you know, finish the workout, put some time into your mobility, stretch out really well, get ready for tomorrow, you know? So it's changing your goals for that particular day. That's a good point. Uh, if you want, if you feel like you do need to get some extra work done, I would say 99.9% of our members need to get more mobility and flexibility. And so spending time doing that, that's going to help you, um, help your performance probably more than anything else. And it's going to help your longevity, help you stay healthy, all that type of stuff. So if you, um, want to come in, do the workout, go to a nice steady pace and say, Hey, I'm going to get 15 minutes of stretching and soft tissue work in after the, after class. Um, that's going to be an incredibly beneficial day. And that, that could be, if you've been coming four three days a week and that could be your fourth day, you know, come in, go, go nice and steady, stay after, do 15 minutes of mobility and stretching. And you probably actually feel incredibly uh, you know, a lot better than you, than you have been if you would have taken that day off. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, like everything, you have to develop a strategy. So part of what could tank you are going to be the holidays, the calendar that, that always gets in the way yeah. this time of year. Another thing that could tank you is you, you decide you're going to be the same exact athlete five days a week mm-hmm. that you've been three days a week. And then suddenly you got a little bit of aches and pains. You got some knots yep. building up and then, you know, yeah challenge over yeah, you know yeah um so i mean we could talk about the general stuff of of time management but i think a lot of it's going to have to do with inside the gym what your priorities are and and we've talked about this a lot as well just sticking with anything for that period of time is difficult for us it is. in, in I modern mean, society it, everybody's fired up right now it's like oh challenge we talked about it before and it's a free challenge so everybody's like oh free i like that you know we've got you know, hundred <laughs> over 150 people signed up. We're also giving people a body scan at the beginning and at the end. So that I think people like that as well, because 
to me, this is going to show you that I, the, the, one of the reasons I want to do it is like, if you scan in and then we scan all the people who came 50 times again at the end, we're doing this over the hardest part of the year to keep your, your exercise routine going and keep your diet in check. So I would love to, I want, I'm, I'm curious to see the results of the people that scan in, do 50 workouts and then scan out at the end what their body fat does mm. and what their body composition does. I, 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 I pretty much guarantee all of them are either going to maintain or get better if they come 50 times. And so that'll be really cool to see. And we'll have some good hard data like, Hey, you can maintain your body composition or even improve it over the holidays. Even if your diet isn't a hundred percent because you're coming consistently to the gym. Um, so I, I think people, you know, there's a lot of people that are fired up. It's, it's like 50. It's, I, I like it too, because it's just like 50. It's a pretty, it's pretty straightforward. All right. All you gotta do is come 50 times. And then every day you're making a little bit more progress and you're checking up. You, you know, you can put a little 50, 50 box, uh, calendar on your, on your refrigerator and make a check every single day or sugar wad checks it for you, you know, tracks it for you as well. Mm-hmm. And it's just really easy to see your progress, but there is going to, it's not as easy as it sounds. There is going to have to be some, some planning. You know, some people, they come five, six days a week, every single week, it's going to be a piece of cake for them. They've already developed that habit. But the people that are, like you said, some weeks, three, some weeks, four, it's going to be a little harder for them. And they're going to have to, to get a game plan. And hopefully some of those people develop the habit of coming four to five days a week, um, to end the year. And they start 2021 with that habit developed and, I mean, if they see how good they feel and how much progress they make doing that for three months, they're probably going to want to keep it up because then, you know, 2021, everybody's freshly motivated. Everybody's fired up. 2020 is over. We're excited. You know, things are going to be better this year and they might be able to keep that going forward. Um, So I I think it sounds easy on paper. There's a lot of people that are fired up about it. Man, all I got to do is come 50 times and I get a shirt. It's going to be harder than that for some people, but you can do it. Like you said, you just got to plan ahead. Yeah, I think uh, we talk about our our food memory being bad. Mm-hmm. I noticed that, especially with with the introduction of Sugar Wad, that my workout memory is pretty bad too. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I give myself credit, like, oh yeah, I'm uh, a friend of mine held me accountable a couple of weeks ago. Like, you need to hit four days or else. And I'm like, I am hitting four days. He goes, Yeah, look at your Sugar Wad. And I was like two, three, four, four, three, two, four, you know, it's like you kind of give yourself an average. I think a lot of people are going to be surprised at how difficult this is going to be. Yeah, there's no doubt. Uh, and it's, I've done this in the past when people come and say, I'm frustrated. I just don't know if this is working for me. The first thing I do, all right, well, let's check your attendance. Well, I mean, you know, how, how are you going to do that? We, we check people in every single day. I can go back and tell you how many attendance any person has had since they've been a member at the gym. And so we can, yeah, so we can go in there and look at that. And I promise you, you, if you want to see the top performers in the gym, it's across the board, the people who come the most every single time. So anyways, so I'll go in there and I'll check it and be like, well, over the last 60 days, you've averaged 2.3 workouts per week. I've been coming three, four days a week. No, you haven't. <laughs> you you might have done that twice, two weeks out of the last month, but the yep. other six months you were coming, or other six weeks you were coming one, two, three times. I had this conversation with somebody, um, a guy who has been a member for a real, you know, since our first year we were open, and he was saying he was frustrated, he didn't feel like he was making progress, and so I pulled his attendance for him and showed him. I was like, 
Uh, you've been really sporadic. You've been coming, uh, I think it was somewhere in the t- average of two, um, a little over two times per week for a really long time. I said, come four days a week. D- don't worry about your score. I don't want you to care about what your score is. I don't care. want you to care about what the weight is on your workout. Just come four days a week. And he's been doing that. And you know what? He is feeling a lot better. His body's changed more. He's performing better in the workouts. And I talked to him about any, he, he scanned, he did a body scan, um, maybe a month afterwards and his body fat percent had gone down a pretty good amount. He was like, I just did, you know, I, I did what you told me. I've been coming consistent. I was like, man, that's the, that's the secret. He didn't change anything else. He just started, he just, I drew the awareness to the fact that he was not being as consistent as he thought he was. And now he made the change and, and he was able to, you know, start getting the progress that he, he felt he should have been making. And you're so right on that. I mean, I was the same way. I, um, I was tracking on sugar. Watt. I've been tracking on sugar Watt since we got it. And, um, when I was, I was traveling back and forth to Oxford a lot. And I was, when I was coaching a lot and getting up early or whatever, I didn't realize how little I was working out. And so that's when I kind of made the commitment. And we talked about this before. Um, that was one of my goals this year. I was to, to work out a certain amount of times, but the beach body challenge really got me in the habit of working out six days a week. And now, like if you look before the beach body challenge, my graph was kind of up and down four, mm-hmm. three, four, five, six, every now and then. And now literally since then it's been six, every single, like across the board and my fitness has gotten better. My body comps gotten better. And so it can happen to anybody. You're you, you remember the one or two, two weeks that you went six times, you yep. forget the 10 to 12 weeks that you went two to three times. That's just how our, our brains work. We remember the, the good meal that we had last week, but mm-hmm. we forget the 20 bad meals that we had. Yeah. That's how it works. And usually, I mean, uh, let's talk about honestly, if, a, if a, you have a week where workouts dip down to two and that's lower than your average, it's probably because a lot of other stuff was going on in your life mm-hmm. that was stressing you, stressing your time management. So you give yourself a lot of credit for those two times. You're like, man, I fought hard to get there. Yeah. The, you know, but that those weeks being the exception um, is rare. They're usually the rule. So what we're really saying through this challenge, we're breaking it down. Um, I hesitate to use this word because it's overused, but we're breaking it down to the fundamentals. A lot of athletes, especially after a year like this one, they're focused on, well, my clean and jerk PR has dropped 20 pounds yeah. or my friend time has increased by 13 seconds or they're, they're these different metrics that we start to pay attention to because they're frustrating us during the wad, during the, the physical part of the experience. Yeah. But really, the way to win is just showing up. Yeah. You know, so we put a lot of weight on, well, do I pick up that 35-pound kettlebell or the 53? And, I mean, that that's the thing that people are talking yeah. about. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it, it, it's the consistency is the deal. That doesn't matter at all. And it, it, one week from now, you're not going to care what you got on the workout. You're not going to care what weight you used. But, you, but your body is going to remember if you worked out or not. You know, 10 years from now, are you going to look back and say – man, I wish I would have done Fran 10 seconds faster. Or are you going to say, man, I wish I would have gone to the gym five days a week instead of two. You know, that's what's going to change your life. And that's what we talk about playing the long game. And that's what matters. And I try to tell people this a lot. Like, you didn't join our gym to increase your back squat. I mean, there might be a few people that did it because they wanted to compete. But 99.9% of the people that joined the gym did it because – they wanted to get fitter, get healthier, lose weight, look better, all of that. 
all that comes down to consistency of coming to the gym. Nothing, you know, what whether you do the fitness track or the performance track workout, that doesn't matter whether you beat so-and-so on the workout last December 23rd, doesn't matter. Nobody cares. You don't even care. You don't even remember. Yeah. But that's the stuff people get worked up about and they get frustrated because they can't beat so-and-so or I didn't PR today. So what? Who cares? Like, you're... It's going to happen, I promise you, to everybody. You're going to get to the point where you're not PR on workouts anymore. It ha- I mean, I'm not anywhere close to where my PRs used to be. And that was, that takes, you know, mentally, it takes a little bit to get over that. And I was having this conversation with the guy in the gym the other day about it. And and he was saying, I just come to, to come to the realization I'm probably not going to be PRing that much anymore. I'm like, who cares if you're PRing? You know, PR, you're you're attendance every time you come in here your pr and that your pr and your attendance and zim planner how many times you come to the gym that's what matters that's what's going to give you more time uh, no more more quality uh time with your family as you get older that's going to give you more quality life it's going to give you more years you know on this planet so that's that's what's most important and you just got to get past that defining um whether your workout was success or failure by what weight you did or what time you did and treating as a success by coming to the gym. Absolutely. You, I mean, you're talking about dialing in exactly what we're out uh, to achieve in the experience. And it's not, we don't want to convey the like, well, we don't celebrate PRs at Cody Fitness. I mean, people go crazy over PRs yeah. like, man, congratulations. But we celebrate it, but it is a short term celebration. Yeah. Like you, you did great. Awesome. Write that down, put it in sugar water, record it. But you can see if you step back and take the 10,000 foot view of what Coyote Fitness is all about, you even look at our social media feed, you come in, you experience a workout. Uh, in the first workout, you're going to understand this is a different place. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't have a, a bunch of people in here just trying to pick up the gym. We don't have people shoving people out of the way to get off the rig so they can PR friend time or something. There's just a different metric going on here. It's not that we don't pay attention to progress. We love progress. I mean, mm-hmm. we're measuring progress. Yep. Uh, but the progress that we measure most is your overall health. That's right. Your overall ability to enjoy your life, to extend your time that you have on the planet to invest in relationships. It's an overall strategy. So when you look at well, what's my clean and jerk, what's my deadlift, what's mm-hmm. my Fran time, how quick did I run that mile? You know, those sorts of things are important, but they're not as important as other things. And this is something I think that we, we probably should highlight more inside of our ecosystem is that we're teaching people or something that I've been taught is everything can't be equally important. There's just no way to participate in CrossFit and make everything equally important. Mm -hmm. You cannot, and the way that CrossFit has talked about it for years is you cannot specialize. Right. So if you're going to specialize in your back squat PR, then you're going to sacrifice a lot of other stuff to make that happen. Right. So they're particular athletes and and inside of our uh, client base, like, look, I've got to focus on this because it's uh, inhibiting my ability to win at competitions. Mm -hmm. I got to get better at this. But even at that, you're going to dial the training up, what, 20, 30%, but you're not going to tip the plow all the way there. So for the average person coming in, it's like, man, if you are spending any time on your drive home um, frustrated by the fact that you didn't PR a workout that like Buzz Lightyear. Right, <laughs> you know, right. I'll never forget that guy. <laughs> um, if you didn't PR Buzz Lightyear and you spend even three minutes on your drive home frustrated yourself, it's sideways energy. Yeah, and when, we, when we're celebrating PRs, we're not celebrating the number. We're celebrating the work that you put in to make that progress. 
uh, adding, you know, whether your back squat is 300 or 200 or 400, that doesn't matter. That's just a number. That's all it is. But the work that you put in to get stronger and put that up, that's what we are celebrating. And that's the difference between a fixed mindset and a growth mindset. You know, a fixed mindset focuses on the result and the number and the growth mindset mindset focuses on the process that got you to that result, you know, and it's, it's like, you don't celebrate getting an A on the test because your paper says A, you celebrate getting an A on the test because of the studying and the hard work that you put in, um, and the stuff that you learned along the way to get that, get that grade. And that's what it's all about. It's not about getting an, uh, a letter A on your paper. It's about getting the knowledge that, that you get to get that a and so that's what people need to focus on like we're we're not celebrating you because your your time on sugar wad is 20 seconds faster we're celebrating you because you put work in to get better at something and now you're a little bit fitter and we're proud of you for you know being able to to put that work in and and sticking with something consistently to be able to to make that progress and so realizing that hey you're not going to pr every single day even if you are getting fitter, um, the fittest people in the gym, they don't PR every single time they do a benchmark workout. They don't PR every time, single time they, they test their, their back squat max. Nobody does, you know, but over consistently over time, if you're putting in the work, you will, you know, those are, those are the, those are the effects, not the causes. Outside the box. How's that? That was pretty good. Man, you had a little soul. Yeah. I've been listening to a lot of R&B lately. I just can tell. Kind of feel it. Yeah. It really Not sure. as smooth. You know, there wasn't like eight runs in there, mm-hmm. but I feel like I got the message across. In general, even in that genre of music, the, the run is overdone. I mean, there, there are people that Yeah, can- I, I agree. I think it's too much flexing because the best runs in the game are in R&B, but it's just, it's too much. I think I noticed it when the run jumped over to pop music in the mid to late 90s. Mm-hmm. And you had like the Christina Aguilera's that were like, oh. I can make a run. Like, okay, you you can tell that you've learned how to do that, but it's not soulful. You know what I mean? Of yeah. course, a lot of people would argue you about You don't believe that, in the run. Yeah, it's it just feels a little bit forced. It's like a jog. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So anyway, what were we talking about? Outside the box. <laughs> Outside okay. the box. We have right. a very interesting topic that yeah. only Chase Hammett could launch. Yes. It's just it's the benefit of absorbing a lot of media. These questions are just kind of right there when I need them, you know? It's great for segments like this and parties. Yep. Um, all right. And road trips. Here's the Here's the situation, okay? So it's a one. We don't do these often. It's a one answer outside the box. One answer. One answer. One man. One man. One answer. One answer. <laughs> one opportunity. Anyway, all right, one answer. Here's the question. No, sorry, here's the situation first. <laughs> here's the deal. Yes. There is it doesn't have At to Timbo. be the, it doesn't have to be the lead <laughs> it doesn't have to be the lead person in this media, but you have to choose a character from a movie TV show, miniseries, anything like that cannot be nonfiction. I'm throwing that in right now. Okay. Can't be nonfiction. Okay. Does, did it have to have reached a certain level of popularity or can you have this like B-side? I feel like if 75% of the audience is going to go, what, what, what? 
What is you're that? Wrong, like, that's a non-answer answer. That's just boring. Okay. Because you're just defeating the purpose of having the segment. You have to choose a person from said movie, TV, or show. You have to live out their life. If there's life before the movie that we know about, you got to live out that part of their life. You got to live out what happens in the movie or the show. And then you have to live out what happens after the credits, okay? You just got to be that person. That is, that's who you are. You are that story. You have their mindset. You have their flaws, their perks, their interests, their likes, their money, their lack of, their death, their life. All of it. All of it. Okay. I already know you're going to be Phoebe Buffay. I don't even know who that is. From Friends. Oh, I didn't know her last name. <laughs> You'll be Phoebe from Friends. Phoebe from Friends. No, I would not. Okay. I wouldn't be anybody from Spoiler that show. Spoiler alert. All right, who's going to go first? Because I, I I had an answer. I think Chase needs to go first. Yeah, I think you got to set the bar here or else, you know. Did like, I mess it up with the nonfiction thing? No, no, no. no I, okay. Well, okay, I'll just say I was going to be He-Man, but uh, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. He's I had an real. answer, but now it's changing the more that you're describing the question. So I think if you go first, maybe I'll get in the right ballpark. And Hunter will actually have a shot. Okay, so what my answer does is it acknowledges the awfulness of the pre-movie life. Because you, you can kind of do some guesstimations. Right. Um, How did we get here? That right. Kind of okay. Right. The person I'm going to go with is Will Hunting from Good Will Hunting. Oh, wow. Whoa. Those are some big <laughs> shoes to fill, brother. Here's why. If I'm absorbing... He's, he's wicked smart. <laughs> wicked smart. One, yes, I want the accent. I would kill for the accent. Two, genius. All right, that's always awesome. Funny. He's uh, And by the end of the movie, he was learning how not to be a freaking turd. Okay. With the... Uh, influence from whatever Robin Williams character's name is. And that's if that's if that's gonna be my best friend is whoever Robin Williams is playing in the movie, I'm in. I'm in. Game on. Yep. And you know good well this dude is unbelievably smart. He turned down the life that they were trying to set up for him, but he's got a lot going for him. Me. Got I've got a lot going for me. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm driving out to what well, he was going to California, right? To chase the girl. Yeah. yeah. There's Silicon Valley is about to blow up out there. I'm about to be okay. So you're going to be a multi-billionaire at this point. Yeah. Probably founded some company. Something. You're, yeah. You're brilliant in Silicon Valley, man. You really thought this out. Uh, well, I was panicked thinking most of what I was just saying, but I did decide will hunting. It took him a good 30, 45 here. minutes to figure it out. Man. Yeah. So I guess my question is <laughs> the, what's the stuff that you're, those are all the good things, but you have to weather the bad stuff too. Well, there's a lot of trauma there. You and I, with the line of work, we, we know a lot about like father trauma and stuff like Ooh, that. You got yeah. the whole, it's not your fault scene. Yeah. All of that. All right. You got to deal with it. Everybody has to deal with something like that. His is probably just a lot worse than most people's, right? Mm -hmm. Coming from a little bit of poverty, yada, yada. You see where they live. But you, if you look at the the golden era that's to come with the girl and the um, potential money and just the yada, 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 I, th I think it's... Uh, and he's young. He's so young. He's yeah. like early 20s. Yeah. It's going to be okay. Got a lot of life ahead of you. That is a little bit of an advantage to this question is that you know he weathers the trauma. Yep. And he has the sage that comes along that helps him out. Yeah. So it's going to be rough to have to have gone through that, but mm -hmm. you know you're, you're going to make it. And it's going to pop back up for the rest of your life. 
you know, you're going to have to deal with it. Now it's up to me to be able to handle it. And you believe when you get to Silicon Valley and become wildly successful that you could handle it based on what happened to Goodwill Hunting. Yes. And I, the girl that he's chasing, I can't remember her name. She seems like an awesome wife. Mini driver. I think mini driver. That's her real name. Yeah. She, I think she's going to keep me grounded. I really do. You believe in her. And she's rich. She was willing to leave. Yeah. She's she's, she's stupid rich. So I'm just off to a great start. This startup I'm about to have happen, I got a lot of assets. You, look, look, in this storyline, you eventually become a venture capitalist because you're so successful. Exactly. It's not even about your company. It's it, The other guys are making the money for I'm an, you. I'm an investment guru. Yeah. Man, how do you top that answer? That's pretty know. good. I just okay. kind of stumbled into it. We'll see you, Ben. I think Let's I have... I, okay, I will tell you that my, my first alternate, other than He-Man, my first alternate... Mm was actually Roy Good, which you could have predicted, uh, from the Netflix series Godless. Uh, Because, man, can that guy fire a rifle, okay? He's masculine in all the great kind of ways, and there's this tension going on, this love tension going on, and he rides off basically into the sunset. What was attractive to me about that storyline that frustrated me as a consumer is that it's really undefined. Mm. He like rides off. How's this going to work out? So I like the control of being able to write the rest of the story. There's just very few details. Even with the knowledge of leaving the best thing that's ever happened to you? Yes, but he could get to where he's going on the West Coast and be like, man, that was just a relationship of opportunity. This woman is so much better Mm. with so much less baggage. And like, I love Truckee and all, but she was a lot of trouble. Do you remember what year Godless took place? No, I don't either. Wild West, Wild West. So, so I'm, that, wondering, I'm wondering if you're going to be the gold rush or not. Um, yeah, who knows? Who I knows? think I don't think Roy Good would be disciplined enough to even participate in that. I think he mm-hmm. was one of those guys that represents probably the worst part of me. Of like, <laughs> I'm going to build a cabin in the middle of nowhere and not speak to anyone for 40 years. Mm. That's you know, that's like the life I've always dreamed of, I guess. But anyway, so I was going to pick Roy Good. He didn't make the cut okay. because of this next guy. Okay. You guys ready for this? Let's hear I, it. I really am. Because I've, I've very much thought this out while you were prattling on and on about Goodwill Hunting. Yeah. Frazier from Cheers okay. is who I would be. This guy's incredibly intelligent. All right. Other than the whole... Which one? Who plays Frazier? I only know people based on the actors. Frazier in Cheers is Frazier and Frazier. Oh, that's right. I, f- I forget that that's a thing. Yeah. Because yeah. I know I know Frazier way more than I know Cheers. Right. And it's in it. Never mind. So, yes. I've got this really protracted story, and I and I have two shows. To yes, bank. I have two shows to bank on. <laughs> so I'm like, I kind of know how Frazier. So, so he's got he's got this marriage to Lilith, and it, it is terrible. It is a absolutely terrible marriage. Mm-hmm. But during all that, he's got all these buddies at Cheers. Yep. So I mean, imagine actually being friends with those guys. Yeah. And seeing that in real time, which I know you guys probably don't appreciate that show because I I watched it like actually growing up, but. I mean, everybody knows your name. So Cheers was actually part of my life. Yeah. Then when that season of my life is over and I'm like, oh my gosh, what comes after this? Like, that was incredible. I don't Is life ever going to be that good? You walk into Frasier. Get the voice of a Greek god. You have your own radio show. You've got all this relationship knowledge. Your dad's living with you. People think your life is... And his show is absolutely the kind of show that you would want to do. Oh, yeah. Maybe yeah. not all the content of it, but at least the vibe... It's very Ben. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I think Jerry Seattle. Me. 
dreary Seattle, <laughs> and people find it intriguing enough to watch it year after year after year. So there's mm. a little bit of ego in there. Yeah, uh, Frazier is a super smart guy. Yeah. He is, and but he has to and do funny. With, yeah, but he has to deal with his dad, who's like really not impressed with him. And uh, that's kind of the like, the story of my marriage. My wife is super unimpressed with me, which is very important for my for my ego. By the way, I, <laughs> yep. it's a good thing that she's not impressed with me. Yep. So yeah, I think I would pick Fraser because the, and it matches my Enneagram Type Six. There's so much that's defined. I don't have to worry about the under. Like I know what happens after Cheers. So anyway, two two contrasts. But I would be Fraser. That was yeah. an interesting answer. Both of you guys pick very smart people, huh? Hey. Shows the kind of guys it's we just are. Just a plus, man. <laughs> Neither of them that good looking. Owner's like Babe Ruth. <laughs> no, 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 no. But I mean, I mean, I didn't think about it as in depth as you guys, but I just said Batman. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're gonna end the episode right there. <laughs> I mean, Hunter's like, yeah, all that has stuff. That's great. I'd be a superhero. <laughs> Who wouldn't want to be Batman? He kind of, but sure. the thing is, uh, uh, classic Hunter, he un, with no purpose at all, picked a guy that encompasses the best things about the people we just chose. Yeah. And also is a superhero. Yes. And, and he's filthy rich. And, filthy uh, rich. Yeah. Yeah, the Batman. whole Catwoman thing. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> there's nothing else to be said, I don't feel like. Well, my question is which Batman? Because you do it's have true. to pick. There's like a lot you, of lines that you Val from. Kilmer Batman. Dark Knight, uh, Christian Bale Batman. There you go. Because he, he rides off in the sunset. Yeah. You're yeah. living in Spain now. Yeah. Or is it Italy? One of those. Wherever you want. That is I, a good answer. I really want to make fun of that answer, but I can't. <laughs> there's no holes to poke in it. Yeah. It's like, uh, who? yeah, who would not want to be Batman? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you got the childhood trauma, right? That's yeah, that yeah. Sucks. You got to get past that. You got to get past that, but Everybody's it works out. It, it works extent. out kind of, and you're you're able to kind of brood about it. Mm. But you've turned it he into is very brooding, very yeah, brooding. You turned it into the reason, though, why you do so much good in the world. So it's kind of hard to be like, "Hey, Batman, you just need to move on." That happened a long time ago. Yeah, Batman's like, "I have moved on. I'm saving the world. Get out of my way." You know? Yeah, I like it. If I'm gonna pick uh, a guy from a movie, or I'm gonna pick something that's not attainable in real life so why not go with batman i'm really surprised you didn't pick like brad pitt from moneyball or something like that nah. mm, yeah the statistics guy yeah. or maybe maybe the guy from limitless that'd be interesting have yeah. you seen how that movie ends i don't want it <laughs> that's true <laughs> that's true yeah it'd be a wild ride but just for a minute yeah so who wins i don't know maybe we should leave it up to the listening audience i'm sure hunter and you will get text or at least no, somebody's gonna pull you aside at the at the box and tell you what's up. Yeah. Surely, right? I feel like I'm gonna I get made fun just, of. There's just a lot of good options out there. Yeah, there is. Maybe that's probably what happened if people start telling us what theirs is. Yeah. Hey, yeah, what's sure. does Caleb have a work email? Yeah. What is it? Caleb at coyote.fitness. Caleb at coyote.fitness. Does yeah. he check it? Yeah, every day. Hey, if you have a character <laughs> that you <laughs> think beats out the three of ours, you can email Caleb at Coyote.fitness. Coyote. What a great yeah. URL. The subject of the email should be, this beats Batman. There you go. That way Caleb knows what's happening. And you can yeah. also email him and tell him which character he is most like. Ooh, Ooh that's, that's, a, that's another outside the box. <laughs> yeah. Stay tuned.
Do you want to do recommends? Sure, yeah. let's do recommends. I got a, I got a good movie that I watched the other night that was really good. Dark Knight. <laughs> <laughs> I recommend all the Batman movies. Good Will Hunting. <laughs> no, uh, it's uh, called The Peanut Butter Falcon. Have you guys heard oh, of that? Oh, I, I keep wanting to watch it. I just you were not yet. invited to my birthday party. Yeah, it was so good. <laughs> I kept I keep seeing I kept seeing it on like suggested movies to watch, and it's got uh, Shia LaBeouf. Is it Shia LaBeouf? Yes, Shia LaBeouf. yes, and. Uh, so I was just like, I don't, I don't, I don't want to watch this. And so finally, we watched the preview for it and we looked it up, and it had really good reviews. So we watched it. It was really, really good. Yeah. It was, it was much better than I expected. So it's basically about uh, the tagline is kind of like a Huckleberry or a Mark Twain type uh, adventure. Yep. Uh, but it's Shia LaBeouf, and he uh, is kind of running away from this trouble that he got into, and along the way, he meets this. Um, special needs guy who has escaped out of uh this place that they're keeping him in just because they don't know where it's a nursing uh, where, home yeah nursing yeah. home yeah they don't know where else to keep him and they go on this adventure um in the outer banks of north carolina and uh all this crazy stuff that happens it's just really funny and really good and like just heartfelt and uh I mean, the acting was incredible in that movie Holy i was blown God. away by uh thomas hayden church yeah yeah by the acting and by the acting of those guys so um and the, the ending was uh unsuspected i didn't expect it to end like that but man it was a good movie really good movie i i I thoroughly enjoyed it i don't know how you top that recommend because it is that is a story for the ages it really is so here's what happened to me with peanut butter falcon i watched the trailer Uh and uh man it's just boy that trailer was built for a guy like me yeah i'm like oh what a story this is gonna be amazing so i call up my wife and i'm like all right, look, I'm taking the boys to see <laughs> I'm taking the boys to see a movie tonight. Uh-huh. Completely been, I'm totally unaware of the shallow bus scenario. And I drag my 12-year-old and my nine-year-old into this theater oh, man. to watch this movie. Oh gosh. Yeah. And so the character, like, you got the cigarette and the boats and all that stuff. Yeah. I'm like, okay, well, it's a little bit of a rough start, but don't, they're gonna you're not about to ruin things. No, 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 no. Okay. I'm like a little bit of a rough start, but they're about to hit the uh this this journey down the whatever, you know, it'll it'll clean up. Nope. <laughs> I mean, the language is intense, which I mean, I should have known already. Yeah. The backstory on this movie, though, is that Shia LaBeouf, I mean, he's been in interviews saying, this movie helped save my life. Really? Yes. I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah, it'll if you go and read about that, watch some interviews on YouTube, it kind of ups the ante on, on how good it is. Yeah, it was rated PG-13, wasn't it? Yeah, something. I was, I, like, I was I, like, how is this rated PG-13? How, I, I think they were just trying to, to bait people into the theater <laughs> with their children. Uh, my kids loved it, though. They've they've actually asked to watch it again. I bet. I was like, look, we can't watch that in front I of your mother. I could see how like a teenage boy would be like, man, this, this is an awesome adventure. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah, I, I, I cannot recommend it enough. Great, great movie. So you're backing up Hunter with your recommendation? Yeah, I'm backing Double down. up. Yeah. We're doubling I, down on it. Too. I will say, I, um, I know, I, I think the last time we were, have I recommended uh, Thinking Fast and Slow on this, <laughs> behind this microphone? No, I don't think so. I have so two much, books no. that I'm involved with right now that are, that are blowing my mind. Uh, uh, Thinking Fast and Slow is a book by a guy who's won the uh, Nobel Prize, and it's it's a little bit of an odd book, but I know I talked to Hunter about it at the gym. This guy has studied how the human brain works and has written basically this magnum opus of you think you're in control of the things that you think and the way that you make decisions, but you're really not. It was the other podcast that you yeah. recommended. So, uh, I mean, I, I recommend it for the people who are willing to read, like, um, this is how this experiment went and this is what it showed. 
if you're not into that kind of book, don't waste the money. But every chapter changes and it, he keeps you engaged. But man, the way that that the way those people have figured out who study the brain, how people make decisions, it's it's changing um, the way I go about my life. I'm just not fighting so much wondering which decision to make because i'm like okay i know what's happening you know Mm -hmm. um, um, knowledge is power the other one is mastery which i know everybody talks about uh robert green but i'm i'm reading both of his books 48 laws of power and mastery 48 laws of power will confuse you to no end it's a great book but don't read it just get the cliff notes (laughs) mastery oh i i disagree with that read it really yeah Yeah, i'm like this it's it's just disturbing how right he is because to get power over people you have to be most often just a selfish terrible person but it's true it works right he but it but it helps you see that in other people that's what i really like about yeah you know if somebody's trying to power play you so that is true but i'm just anyway we could talk about this off mic the book that i'm really intrigued by is mastery because I think it syncs up a lot of what we talk about on this podcast, committing to something, sticking with it, putting mm-hmm. in the hours, and he's making a really strong case and he does it differently than just, hey, work harder. Because yeah. I think there are a million of those books out there. Uh, he's attacking it from a different level. It's also a, a much smaller book than 48 <laughs> Laws of Power. So mastery, it's it's worth a it's worth reading. Robert Green. Check Robert him out. Green, check him out. What do you got, Chase? I'm going to double down on Shia LaBeouf. Oh, yeah. Okay. You need to go and watch Shia LaBeouf's Hot Ones interview. If you One, if you don't know what Hot Ones is. I feel like I've talked about it on here, but it's probably been, it's been months. Yeah. If you haven't checked out Hot Ones yet, go and do that. There's so many out there now. It's just, it's the perfect, perfect interview format. The, the uh, guy that does the interviews, he's my favorite guy. Out oh, of all yeah. the people, I'm like, the interview guy's the best. The dude leveled up after a few seasons. Yeah. Like, he, he used to be pretty good. The dude just took the gloves off with his questions. Yeah. And, and I don't, no one researches better than he does. Um, Could we get Biden on Hot Ones? That'd be amazing. Oh, gladly watch that. <laughs> uh, but Shia LaBeouf's is, if, if, Peanut butter, I assume Peanut Butter Falcon would kind of change your opinion on him because a lot of people have a ne- negative stigma about him. I get it. He's earned a lot of it. The dude, some transformation has happened in this dude's life because the way the the way he carries himself now, you see it so much on his interview with Hot Ones because the, the interview is so perfect. It just brings all walls down. I'm telling you, man, it's so it's so great. He's such an interesting guy, really funny, uh, and he throws back some freaking spicy wings. Does okay. I would never. Rank it with Ashton Kutcher. Shoot. If if Kutcher's a 10, where's Shia LaBeouf? Nine. Oh. Wow. Check wow. it out. Okay. Yep. I'm interested. Did you see uh, Shia LaBeouf on the, the Fast Times at Ridgemont High? Oh, yeah. He was cracking mm. everybody oh, up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. <laughs> <laughs> that dude, I t- he just gets in whatever character he's yeah, supposed to play, man. He was yeah. killing. Like, all the, all the other people on it were just dying out laughing. Oh, yeah. They that it. was the best part is watching their reactions. Yeah. Yeah. Which is kind of the same as this podcast. All right. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) See ya.
silky smooth sounds.